What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Double Move Sports. Alex, what is up, my guy? Let's go, man. I'm hyped to get into some <laughs> running backs. We talked some quarterbacks last time on the show, and there are so many. And looking at this running back list, man, it's like everyone is a free agent this year. I think there's going to be some huge shakeups, and there's going to be some huge implications for both just the NFL season in general and fantasy. So I'm super hyped to get into some of these names. There's some big names on this list. I'm pretty hyped as well. This is going to be a good episode. And I think we should just go ahead and jump into it here. So guys, we're talking about running back free agents today and some of the offseason moves that may occur. Essentially what Alex and I did is went through all 32 teams and looked at essentially three different tiers that teams could be in. Either one, you know, there's a clear RB1 currently in their backfield. This is either gonna be a, a rookie that they've given a, a deal to or a veteran guy that's, that's maybe on his bigger contract. Uh, or his you know huge huge contract like Zeke for example uh, but here's our current free agent pool we'll get into some of these teams and, and where their needs are who are some teams that might draft running backs who are some teams that might sign and kind of break it down from there so our free agent pool we have the one everybody's talking about a 27 year old Melvin Gordon we have Kenyon Drake 26 uh, year old Derek Henry we have restricted free agents in Austin Eckler and Kareem Hunt uh, we have Lamar Miller. He's still with the Texans, uh, coming off an ACL injury. A lot of people forget about him. We have Carlos Hyde, Jordan Howard, uh, Gus Edwards, Peyton Barber, Chris Thompson, and the list goes on and on. But I think I hit all the big ones there, and we'll bring some of these names up as we talk about the different teams. Uh, and looking at you know the first tier, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but you have you know the Giants, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Panthers, all these teams with stalwart, you know, no question starting running back ones. And then the next tier, there's about 10 teams we have on, on this tier, which is probably going to have the same RB1 next year, but could potentially change. And I'll go through some of these here. We have the Bills, the Titans, the Eagles, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Redskins, and the Jets. Now, a couple of these are more maybe trade dependent. Others are a little more draft dependent. Uh, Alex, any of those that you think we need to dive into a little bit deeper? The one that sticks out to me uh, right off the bat is the Falcons. I know we've heard some rumors over the past couple weeks that they're going to move on from Devontae Freeman. I know he got that massive contract a couple years back that makes him one of the highest paid running backs in the league. He's dealt with injuries. He hasn't really performed over the past couple of years. We've actually seen maybe a game or two where he's played at that elite level, but it just hasn't been consistent enough to be worth that money. So uh, if they actually do cut Devontae Freeman, I can't imagine they're going to move forward with Brian Hill and Ito Smith. So they'd be in the market for a guy. Maybe they draft a guy. And then another one on this list is the Redskins. Uh, you mentioned Chris Thompson's a free agent. Adrian Peterson is also a free agent. And Darius Geis has dealt with so many injuries so far in his career. I wouldn't be surprised if those other two guys do walk, that they bring in some sort of help and insurance plan because they just can't count on guys to stay healthy at this point. So right now it looks like, you know, odds are they'll probably have the same guy next year, but I would not be surprised one bit to see uh, one of those teams have another big name in their backfield, whether it's a free agent or a rookie. And I want to want to throw one at you real quickly here. Let's talk about the Cardinals backfield. This was one in 2019 season, especially from fantasy 
It was an absolute headache to figure out who's going to be the guy that we want to start this week. We have David Johnson. He is the fourth highest paid running back. Just looking at yearly salary, he's getting paid $13 million a year, only behind Zeke, Le'Veon Bell, and Todd Gurley. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. We, <laughs> we had Kenyon Drake come in halfway through the season from Miami and play fantastic. Towards the end of the year, he was on an absolute tear. He was putting up like three touchdowns a game. So, you know, we have Chase Edmonds there as well. He was a good filler for, for a couple games when David Johnson got hurt initially. How do you see the Cardinals playing out? Um, and one I'll throw out there before I let you take it away is uh, Melvin Gordon to the Cardinals. I saw some people talking about that on Twitter. I think he'd be a great fit for that Kingsbury offense. He has a pass-catching ability. He can also you know, carry the ball on the goal line. But uh, any any others that you want to throw out there, maybe some hot takes or ways this will Dude, play out? that is a hot take. I have not heard that one, and I cannot see that one happening in a million years. I just don't know how they would deal with this David Johnson contract and then also – pay Melvin Gordon, who held out last year because he wanted to get uh, paid top running back money. I just don't see how they could, could make that happen. I mean, I know Kyler is on his rookie deal as a quarterback, which gives them a little bit more flexibility elsewhere, but it just would not make sense to me to tie up $25, $30 million in the running back position when other teams are using 10 to 15. Um, but for the Cardinals, I, I mean, I know we saw the rumors about David Johnson potentially getting cut. They came back and said that's not going to happen. I think they might try to trade him. Um, you know, they're going to have some dead cap hit even if they move on from him. And if they trade him, I think the only way to do it is to to pay some of that salary. So, to me, I think they find a way to move on from David Johnson. I think Kenyon Drake is their guy. He was a great scheme fit last year. Uh, when he got to Arizona, he was one of the, the top backs in the league, and he was great in that Cliff Kingsbury offense. We saw the four-touchdown game. Uh, we saw him just run wild a couple times and against some good defenses too. That first game against the 49ers, I specifically remember he played really well. Um, so I, I think they re-signed Kenyon Drake. I think they like what they have in Chase Edmonds as kind of that number two guy. I think they move forward with that and find a way to get out of that DJ contract uh, and, and keep that core there. And I don't think they bring in any new guys that are going to make an impact in 2020. No, that's fair. And certainly they'll be fine with uh, Kenyon Drake there if, if all remains constant. One more I want to talk about in this tier, the Buffalo Bills. You know, do you see Devin Singletary being an every down back? I know they have Frank Gore. Frank Gore is technically a free agent. I really don't think they're going to re-sign him, uh, you know, unless they give him the veteran minimum and give it to him on the one. Uh, so how do you see this going? I, I saw uh, Jordan Howard as a potential free agent. That could pair really well with Singletary. But what are your thoughts? I think you're spot on. I, I do think they move on from Frank Gore. I don't know that they're going to move forward with Singletary as this workhorse back, though. We see his toughness when he runs, but he's just not big enough to me to get, you know, 300 carries and then add 80 targets through the air uh, and, and to hold up for a whole season. So I think the name you threw out there is a great one. I think Jordan Howard's an option. I think a guy like Carlos Hyde is an option. He was kind of left for dead last season. Everyone yeah. was was thinking he was done. He got cut by the Chiefs, ends up in Houston, runs for a 1,000 yards, and has a great season. I uh, was very efficient and actually looked really good. So I think Carlos Hyde is a guy that they could bring in, maybe not to be the first and second down back, but just maybe take you know, 25 30% of the work from Devin Singletary and let him be their main guy. Um, I mean, even someone like Lamar Miller makes sense. Gus Edwards, these guys that are – you know, kind of like heads down runners, goal line backs, going to run north and south where Singletary is going to give you that pop and that excitement and that explosiveness. They need a guy that's just going to be able to come in, take some carries and run downhill and get four yards per carry. So there's a lot of guys in this class. 
uh, that have that potential that they could sign to a smaller deal that's going to be a backup. And I think Howard, Carlos Hyde, and then maybe even like a Gus Edwards are three really interesting names. All right. Any others in that tier you want to bring up? Uh, that's that's it for me. I think it's time to move into our tier where we are saying that these teams will draft a new running back one or they're going to sign a free agent or there's just no clear starter. Maybe their starter this past year is going to be a free agent. The Chargers are in this tier. We mentioned Melvin Gordon being an unrestricted free agent, Austin Eckler, a restricted free agent. So these are the five teams that do not have a clear uh, 2020 at the running back position. So let's start it off with the Miami Dolphins, Steph. They had a number of different runners last year. Fitzpatrick actually led them in rushing yards. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Patrick Laird in 2020. So what do you think the Dolphins are going to do in free agency? Which free agent name sticks out to you? Or do you think they're going to draft the guy? Yeah, so something really interesting about the, the five teams – in this last tier that we have is three of the five also don't have a clear starting quarterback and we broke those down last week on our quarterback free agency episode but for the Dolphins you know they have the 105 pick in this draft I think that's Tua is the chalk pick there and I agree uh the Finns have a lot of interesting moves they can make but I personally would think that at the the 18th overall pick they take DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, the number one running back in this class by most folks' standards. I know there's some debate there, um, but in terms of the eye test, stat-wise, I think Swift is is a great running back for that system, and he's going to come in with Tua. They're going to learn together. Now, I don't know if Tua is starting from, from week one or if that's Fitzmagic easing them in, but I think Swift is going to be a guy who can, can take over for that backfield, and now that uh, Adam Gase is no longer the Miami Dolphins head coach, hopefully we can get a valuable running back back in Miami. Um, and then the Dolphins also have two picks in the second round, two picks in the third round. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they address some other needs in the first round where they have three picks, the fifth, the 18th, and the 26th, and then maybe take a shot on a running back a little bit later. You know, we saw two undrafted free agents in Damian Williams and Raheem Moster in the Super Bowl. So, you know, the meta is changing a little bit in terms of, you know, what are the best teams doing in terms of running back. Uh, but I think here, you know, lock in a first round running back for the Miami Dolphins. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I love it. I, I think they're much more likely to draft a guy. As you mentioned, they're probably going to take a quarterback with that number five pick, or maybe they even trade up you know, package one of their late first rounders or second rounders to move up to two or three to try to secure that guy. And I think with that depth you've got in the first, you know, the first two days of the draft, you got to take a running back. You mentioned DeAndre Swift. There's a ton of other good running backs in this class. There's a lot of hype around Cam Akers, and he's actually a really polarizing guy. There's Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. There's plenty of talent in this draft at the running back position. And like Absolutely. you mentioned with Raheem Mostert and Damian Williams, like we've seen these guys in the NFL – um, be starters on the best teams without having to be a first round or a second round pick. When you think about some of these teams that are making it uh, to the Super Bowl to the end of the season, like they're not guys that are day one picks in the NFL draft. And you think about, you know, Philip Lindsay and Devin Singletary, and there's a lot of pro like Kareem Hunt when he was 
on the Chiefs and even now on the Browns, he was like a round three pick. So a lot of the, a lot of the NFL teams these days are kind of waiting and getting these mid-round guys and saying, hey, let's bolster our O-line, let's get a good passing game and get a guy who can get the job done. But it doesn't have to be the most dynamic running back in the league. We saw some of the top backs in the league this year miss the playoffs. Guys like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, those are great running backs, but look at what their teams are doing. So I think they're probably fine to take a solid running back in the second or third round and use that first round on the quarterback, on the O-line, and with some defense. So I think some of these names we mentioned would be great. They probably won't get swift if they wait, but I think a Jonathan Taylor or a Cam Akers would be a great fit for that Miami team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, talking about you know teams with top running backs, really the only one I can think of here would be the Vikings with Dalvin Cook and the Titans with Derrick Henry, those, those top-tier running backs that were on playoff teams. So uh, certainly having a top running back uh, you know, a, a every down workhorse back who's on a huge contract may not be the uh, the template to winning a Super Bowl. But let's move on here to the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. They have the 26th most cap space in the NFL at just 14 million. And there's a couple different options here in this backfield. They have Darrell Williams as well as as Damien Williams, who had a fantastic game in the Super Bowl, had a fantastic playoff run. And then they drafted Darwin Thompson last year. They obviously have the last pick in the first round of the draft. They also have a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. So maybe they draft a guy. But Alex, what's your take here on the, the Chiefs situation? Certainly not going to be able to go grab a big free agent. Yeah, they're in a little bit of a bind. And I think... You know, before the playoff run, it would have been really easy to say they're going to sign somebody or draft somebody early. But Damian Williams, after a season that was kind of up and down, he dealt with injuries. You know, this was his big opportunity. I remember going into the 2019 season, it was like you're on one side or the other. It's like Damian Williams is the truth or Damian Williams sucks. And throughout the season, it kind of seemed like, oh, Damian Williams is not the guy. Like he might be able to hold it down for now, but they need somebody else. And he showed some flashes in the Super Bowl. So it kind of put them in a pretty tough situation um, to, to say like, hey, are we going to try to invest in Damian or are we going to go and get somebody else? And I, I happen to think they're going to kind of hedge their bet on Damian Williams and sign somebody or draft somebody, but I don't think it's going to be a top tier running back. I don't think it's going to be a day one or a day two running back. I think they might sign one of these mid-tier running backs. I'm I'm looking at this list. I'm thinking like a Peyton Barber, um, like a Jordan Howard. Some of those guys we mentioned earlier uh, that, that can come in and help out in the backfield, but they're not going to be like the clear number one starter. And if they draft someone, I think it could be a day three pick, maybe a guy in round four or five, a guy that I think has potential. They took Darwin Thompson last year, and he showed flashes in the preseason, but he didn't show anything in the regular season. And kind of by default, he was the backup in the postseason, and he ended up – not really getting a lot of snaps. It didn't really look like they trusted him out there on the field. So I think they do move forward with Damian Williams, but I think they bring in help in some way. This year they did that with LaShawn McCoy. It didn't really pan out. He had some fumbling issues. So I think that kind of rolled the dice again with a similar guy who's probably a veteran, and maybe they, they do the same play as last year, bring in a veteran and bring in a young guy and try to see if one sticks. Um, Steph, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with, with most of your takes there. I do think they're going to do something. Now, I don't know. It, you know, It's really hard to say, oh, they're definitely going to be taking a running back in the first round when they already took a running back in the first round last year, and it hasn't really paid off huge dividends for them. 
if I'm sitting there as a, as a the Chiefs GM, I don't know what I'm doing with Darwin Thompson right now. I feel like, you know, maybe we try him out again in this regular season, see if he can improve, and then make a decision after that. I, I will say a couple rookies do stand out for me as a fit in their offense. Zach Moss out of Utah could be a great pick for them. I love the Cam Akers pick out of Florida State uh, at that, that 32 overall spot for the Chiefs. There's a lot of different ways they could go, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I feel like they really don't need, you know, a, a huge running back improvement to be a top team. <laughs> they, For that's sure. Really I mean, they're Super Bowl champs, and, and Darwin Thompson was a sixth-round pick last season, um, and, and they signed LaShawn McCoy after he was cut by the Bills. So they, they were waiting, and they didn't go out and get somebody. So between, you know, waiting for camp to sign a veteran and then drafting a guy in the sixth round, maybe they say – that blueprint looks like it might have worked in the first half of the season when LaShawn McCoy was playing well, things like that. But maybe we need to double down a little bit and actually sign a guy during the, the beginning of free agency in March and maybe draft someone in the third round, fourth round, someone who has a little bit more um, credibility and better college tape and can be trusted a little more and a little bit more physical and tangible. So I think they might do a, <clears throat> I think they might do a similar play, <clears throat> play but – you know, I can't see them going out and signing like an Austin Eckler or Melvin Gordon. And I, I love the Austin Eckler fit uh, <laughs> in that offense for sure. And I, I know other people do as well. I saw some love for, for Eckler to the Chiefs on Twitter here. Let's move over to the Chargers, the third team of the five. They're also another team that needs a quarterback. Uh, and they do have the 106 pick in the 2020 draft. Probably going to go QB there. They have a second round pick and a third round pick. They have 51.7 million in cap space, with this, which is 12th in the NFL. Where do you think they go from here? Obviously, Melvin Gordon's going to be walking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, after what we saw last season, we all know the story. Gordon held out. Eckler came in and was incredible. Gordon comes back. The split was kind of like, yeah, you know, Eckler might actually be better than Melvin Gordon right now. So why <laughs> is he the one that's asking for, you know, a, a $90 million Zeke contract? So. Yeah, I think Melvin's gone. Uh, I, I can't imagine them moving on from Eckler. I think they love him. I think he's a great player. He fits that whole team in that vibe about being like electric, like they're the Chargers. I think he's just a perfect fit for that team. So I think they do whatever it takes to bring Eckler back. But I do think he needs help. We saw that workload in the first um, several weeks of the season last year before Melvin came back, and it was huge. And I don't think he's the kind of player at his size that can hold up for an entire 16-game NFL season with that workload. So I think maybe they, if they're rolling with Eckler as their guy for the whole season, they might incorporate Justin Jackson a little bit more. They do like Justin Jackson, and he's a guy who has proven to be capable as a runner, as a pass catcher. He can do it all. Uh, we've seen him have big games for them before, actually a couple seasons ago, when both Gordon and Eckler were out with injury. So I think they sign Eckler back. I think they roll with Justin Jackson as kind of that – uh, backup running back that's going to get some touches and help out with the workload but I think they use that cap space elsewhere they've got Hunter Henry who's going to be a free agent I think he's a key piece to bring back you know the quarterback they won't have to to spend big money on because it's probably going to be a rookie but then maybe they sure up that O-line uh, some pieces on defense and move forward with Keenan Allen Mike Williams Hunter Henry Eckler a rookie quarterback and, and as good of an O-line as you can have with some studs on defense as well and they could be a pretty good team uh, Steph, what do you think about the Chargers? Do you think there's any chance Austin Eckler is in another uniform next season? I think there's certainly a chance, especially if a team gets desperate for his skill set. But it's more than likely he's going to be back with the Chargers. 
I, I like the idea of taking a running back in the second or third round. Maybe J.K. Dobbins falls to them there and they get good value for a running back out of the draft. Uh, maybe they can pick up um, one of these these free agents that we said has a little bit more big bodied. Maybe they go get a Jordan Howard or a Carlos Hyde just to, to spread out some of the workload. Maybe a first and second down, a goal line back to come in and help Eckler in some of those tougher situations. Um, but we, we know uh, the electric factory is going to continue chugging on and uh, Eckler will be giving them sparks. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think Eckler is a guy who can help out a rookie quarterback a lot. I mean, when you think about that team, if they can Check bring down Hunter- Charlie. Exactly. If they bring Hunter Henry back, they say the rookie quarterback's best friend is a tight end. That would be a perfect tight end to have for underneath routes. Then you're checking it down to Eckler, and he's making making plays and getting you yards after the catch. That's what gets your confidence up. So I love it. I think that's a great nucleus to have. And a lot of those guys are still fairly young. I mean, Keenan Allen is still in his 20s. Um, Eckler is still in his 20s, a rookie quarterback. Like Mike Williams is in his third season next year. So that's still a pretty young core where if you get a quarterback that can get his rookie year under his belt and maybe have that Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, sophomore year breakout, they could do some damage. So uh, switching gears here, moving on from the Chargers, let's talk about one of those teams that Melvin Gordon has been rumored to go to, and it's the Houston Texans. Steph, I mean, the Texans last year, they had Carlos Hyde in their backfield, who is now a free agent. He rushed for 1,000 yards. They traded for Duke Johnson, who clearly was not quite who they thought he was. <laughs> um, they've been rumored to be going after Melvin Gordon for some time now. Do you think it's Melvin Gordon leading the Texans' backfield this season, or do you think it's somebody else? I would love to see Melvin Gordon there. Uh, I know that for sure. You know, looking at their cap situation, it also looks like they could afford it. They're, they have the six most cap space in the NFL at 64 million. Deshaun Watson's still there for relatively cheap. What's interesting though, uh, I know you mentioned Duke Johnson. I don't want to take anything away from from him actually because he's only there for 5 million a year and the Texans really historically over the last uh call it 3 years, 5 years haven't really done a ton with the running backs receiving chops out of that backfield so i don't think it was necessarily duke johnson had a down year they just didn't need him that much uh, you look at his his yards per reception yards per carry he was actually fine wasn't anything crazy but for five million a year you'll take that uh we mentioned lamar miller he's gone off the injury i don't see them resigning him and what's really intriguing about the texans is they have six picks in this draft coming up in april and no first-round pick. So they have a second, they have a third, they have two fourth rounds, a fifth, and a seventh. We were just talking about, hey, you don't need to spend a ton on a running back. You can even sign an undrafted free agent and do extremely well, as we just saw. So maybe if the Texans don't want to show up for Gordon, you know, we've seen how some of the things have played out with, with Todd Gurley, for example. Rams give him a huge contract, injury concerns pop up, and now they're stuck in a really tough cap situation. Yeah. So if they I'm, look at that and say, look, that's the blueprint we want to stay away from. We don't right. want to sign Melvin Gordon to a big deal, especially if, if that's all he wants. Like if he's a boom bust, I want a huge contract or I'm holding out. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Texans have a hard time shelling up everything that Gordon wants. So if, if they can't find the right price tag for Gordon. Hopefully he's learned his lesson from the holdout and not getting a deal. Uh, they could take a guy in a, in a second or third round. Yeah, I think you're spot on. You mentioned Todd Gurley there as kind of that blueprint they want to stay away from. But think of some of the other guys we've talked about uh, on today's show that we said, hey, maybe they could get cut. Devontae Freeman, another guy, they gave him a huge contract, has injury concerns, yeah. and he's not living up to that deal. David Johnson. Uh, this massive contract, and now we're talking about cutting him two years later. 
Uh, Le'Veon Bell, we saw him get huge money, and he was incredibly inefficient for the Jets this past season. Zeke had an awesome season off of that six-year, $90 million contract, but he's only in year one of it. We'll see how that holds up in about year three or four. So uh, it's definitely a blueprint that has not been working for teams. So it does seem like Melvin Gordon could be a bit of a trap in that sense. Um, but at the same time, you got to think about this Texans organization as a team that has been competitive for years. They continue to compete in that division, and it feels like they make it to the wild card or divisional round of the playoffs every <laughs> single season. And you just know yeah. they're not going to make it to the AFC Championship. They're just not that kind of team. So you almost wonder if from like the coaching staff, they don't really have a GM. I think they actually named Bill O'Brien their acting GM yeah. right now. So you think about him, and he's like, hey, I'm – you know, leading this team to the same spot every year and I continue to lose. There's a lot of pressure on me. I want to do everything I can to take us to the next level and save my job. Why would I not go get every weapon I can to win this season and not even think about after that? So I wouldn't be surprised if they said like, hey, we got to win now. We've got Watson, Hopkins. Hopefully Will Fuller can stay healthy. The one piece we've been missing for years is a dynamic running game. And maybe that's where Melvin Gordon takes us over the edge. So you know, I, I get your point of, yeah. of wanting to stay away from that, but I can't help but think there's a chance that they kind of take that bait and go after Melvin Gordon uh, just due to how frustrated they have to be with getting to the same exact point every single season. It feels like they're the most uh, likely team to go out and sign a big free agent, that's for sure. For sure. Uh, another guy I like in that system, though, you know, kind of plays to your point, right? Like, win now mode and uh talking about the browns like they already have a great running back in nick chubb and they still have kareem hunt there uh he, i know he's a restricted free agent for the browns but i think he's one that maybe if they can't afford gordon or decide to to look somewhere else maybe they can uh make a deal with cleveland just like they did for duke johnson and go grab kareem hunt there just a, another interesting one maybe a hot take one to throw out but let's go ahead and move over to the tampa bay buccaneers we talked about them, another team that needs a quarterback. Uh, Jameis Winston is a, a free agent, and they have the most cap space in the NFL. But something pretty interesting about the $85 million that they have available is that cap is going to dry up quickly. And I think that's a lot of uh, is a thing that a lot of people don't realize. They need to re-sign a quarterback, whether it's Jameis and they give him an extension, maybe they franchise tag him, or just sign someone else. I uh, see a lot of people liking the uh, Phillip Rivers to Tampa Bay pick, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I could see it happening. Uh, they need to keep their defensive front together. Uh, and, and Shaquille Barrett uh, is just coming off a contract year, so they need to re-sign him. He was pivotal to their run defense, how dominant they were. You know, and they have all those star wide receivers that they got to keep together. Brashad Perriman just is coming off a contract year, and he played extremely well for them with Evans uh, and Godwin out. And then... Uh, Godwin's probably looking for an extension. He, he becomes a free agent after 2020. Their uh, offensive line needs help, and they don't even have a starting defensive back. <laughs> At least it feels like when you watch the game. So they need to make some moves. And you know, just looking at, at Jameis Winston and Shaq Barrett's contract situations alone, like their market value, they go ahead and re-sign Winston and Barrett. They're already 19th now in terms of overall uh, cap space amongst all NFL teams. So just even looking at that, they actually don't have a ton to work with, even though it feels like they do. Um, you know, looking at what they have draft-wise, they have the 14th overall pick. Some say, you know, they may try to draft a QB. Uh, they also have a second and third round pick as well. I like Jonathan Taylor as a, as a pick for them coming out of the draft. But Alex, how do you feel about this Bucks backfield? It feels like there's a million different directions they could take. Um, but that, that cap situation certainly hurts. 
Yeah, I mean, that's great context on the cap. It's so easy to see a team having, you know, the second most or the fifth most cap space, but you don't take into account, like, the guys they have to re-sign before that number even matters. Like, you think about the Cowboys, they have – they show a lot of cap space, but when you think about, like, oh, they have to re-sign Dak, they have to re-sign potentially Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, Jason Witten, Randall Cobb. It's like just to get their guys back is going to, you know, put them – really really close to to having no cap space heading into you know free agency and signing guys from other teams so great context there really appreciate that but at the running back position based on what you just said I can't see them spending up and going and get getting a big name I know there has been some some word of trying to get like a Derrick Henry or a Melvin Gordon because of that cap space and helping out Jameis Winston by you know getting a guy who they can give the ball to 25 times a game I don't see that happening I think a much more likely situation is that they bring in one of these um, lesser lesser known guys, one of these guys that isn't really a star, uh, to help out Ronald Jones. And, and a, a name I really like for that, I guess this guy was a star but isn't really considered one now, is trying to go out and get David Johnson. I've said it on our pod before. I'm going to say it again. I think David Johnson is a guy who would be awesome in this Tampa Bay backfield. They probably wouldn't have to be on the hook for that entire contract. I'm sure if they negotiated a trade, they could find a way to get Arizona to pay a piece for that, uh, a piece of that contract. And, and David Johnson's a guy who, when we saw him be the fantasy football running back one, he was with Bruce Arians. He knows how to utilize him on the ground. He knows how to utilize him in the passing game. I think that would be a great one-two punch with Ronald Jones. I'm not saying David Johnson would go and be the David Johnson of old, but I think he could come in and be effective and help Ronald Jones out as well. And Jones is a guy we saw make massive strides in 2019 his rookie year it looked like he was a total bust he was done uh second round draft pick and he came in and he had like 2.4 yards per carry only had like 40 or 50 carries on the entire season and actually of guys that played in 2019 um, that had at least 100 carries Ronald Jones had not only the biggest increase in carries from 18 to 19 but the biggest increase in yards per carry so we not only saw his volume get um, exponentially bigger in 2019, but we saw that yards per carry go up as well, so it was more efficient with it. So if Ronald Jones can take another step forward as a runner, he could be a guy that's a serious weapon for this Tampa Bay offense, and if he gets anyone to help him out that's better than Pey- Peyton Barber, I think they could be a really dynamic team on the ground, and that can just help out their passing game, help out Jameis Winston if they want to bring it back, bring him back. I know Winston gets a lot of um, heat for the season he had this past <laughs> season, the 30 uh, interception 30, 30 season, vision. But, but when you think about it, they're like you said, they don't have a starter in the secondary, so they're throwing the ball a ton because they're giving up a lot of points, um, and they're also struggling on the ground. So when you when you put those things together, and, and you know the defense knows you're throwing the ball, and you got a guy like Winston who's willing to throw the ball down the field, things are bound to happen. So I think he could improve from an efficiency standpoint, and the first way to do that is the running game. So, yeah, I love Ronald Jones as a guy who can continue to break out. And I think David Johnson, I'm going to say it um, every single time we talk about them <laughs> until he's not on the Buccaneers. I think David Johnson's a guy to look out for. I, I certainly like the David Johnson fit. Um, but Ronald Jones, man, he could be very interesting. Whether they draft a rookie or maybe they don't do anything, um, maybe they just bring in, like, you know, maybe they bring in Jordan Howard, right? Like, I would love the Jordan Howard, Ronald Jones uh, uh, duo there in that RBBC. So maybe that happens and there's some fantasy value in that backfield. We'd love to see them run the ball a little bit more. Hopefully, with uh, Jameis improving a bit, they could can make those strides. One name I want to throw out there a guy we haven't brought up who is 
one of the biggest free agents. And I think it's because it's it's kind of understood that the Titans are going to resign him. But Derrick Henry, I, there's a lot of interesting places that he could end up, a lot of places that he would fit. When you watch this man play, he's an animal. I think any team would be happy to have Derrick Henry. I saw some folks saying that he would be a good fit in the Patriots, which I would hate to see. Um, but I do think it would be a great, great landing spot for him. But for Derrick Henry, Alex, I'm curious what you think on his situation. Man, it's like something's got to give with Derrick Henry. I I saw something it's that tough. said he, he was asking for Zeke's contract as his starting point in his negotiations, which if that's what he's asking for for a starting point, he's not going to be in the in the NFL next season. Like, <laughs> like something's going to have to give because the Titans cannot afford to pay Derrick Henry $90 million over six years. I know he is – you know, the backbone of that offense, but he's already into his mid-20s. We see that cutoff point for a running back be right around age 29, age 30. So when you think about that, I know Henry seems like he's not human, but, you know, if anything, if stats have told us anything, if the past has told us anything, it's that Derrick Henry has one or two years left of this prime, and then he's going to start declining from a performance and a durability standpoint. So they're not going to pay him that money. Um, and at that point, it becomes like, is any other team going to pay him that money? Or, are the ty- or is Derrick Henry going to realize, like, hey, I'm not going to get this anywhere. Uh, and I want to be back with Tennessee. Maybe they find some middle ground. So right now, I honestly don't think Derrick Henry is going to be on the Tennessee Titans next season. I know that's a bit of a hot take. But I think if you're the Titans and you're looking at, like, do I want to bring back Ryan Tannehill for, you know, franchise tag type money? Uh, you know, mid 20 million, or do I want to bring back Derrick Henry for what he's asking for? I think it's Ryan Tannehill. I think he's more important to that team. I think they can find like a guy like Jordan Howard. And I would rather have Jordan Howard and Ryan Tannehill than Derrick Henry and nothing at quarterback. So I think they're kind of looking at it like that. Even a guy like Gus Edwards, a guy that's just a North and South runner who fits that system could work. Maybe they roll the dice with a guy like Adrian Peterson on the cheap. Who knows? Um, So so, yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry's back in Tennessee right now unless he severely pulls back on his demands. And as far as where I think he'll end up, it could be, I mean, hey, maybe it's the Texans, like we talked about with Melvin Gordon potentially landing there. Maybe yeah. they want to bring in Henry. You said they don't pass to the running back a lot, so maybe that's actually a great fit for him. Uh, maybe it's the Patriots. We all know that, you know, there's the Brady rumors. They clearly could use an upgrade from Sony Michelle. I. It just pains me to even imagine Derrick Henry, though, in a Patriots uniform. But there's a lot <laughs> of teams that, that might just be chomping at the bit to, to have Derrick Henry after what they saw last season. And I think a team might be willing to take the bait for what he's asking for. But, you know, I, I don't think Derrick Henry's going to be, be back on the Titans next season. And, and I think he's actually going to be a bit disappointed with the running back market. Yeah, I can see that happening. I I hope the Titans sign him. I think he's just such a a fit with that team, with that organization. He's been with them for so long and then finally has this big breakout with the team when there were a lot of people doubting him prior to to, uh, this year. uh, Myself included. Yeah, yeah, myself included as well. Everybody was doubting Derrick Henry uh, for fantasy and beyond. I think some interesting spots. You name the Texans. That's my number one for him. If they don't get Melvin Gordon – Maybe they either try to uh, take a step higher or get a guy at kind of that equivalent with Derrick Henry, just these kind of top-tier RBs. And then, you know, the Dolphins could always be an option. They're in such a, a, a long rebuild, though. I don't see them going out and spending on a guy that has, let's just say, you know, everything goes perfectly. He has four years left of his prime. Right. Um, you know, and the way that he runs so physical, there's there's a chance, you know, he could wear down sooner. 
Um, I'm trying to look at some other teams here that would be interesting. Maybe if uh, maybe if the Jets part ways with Lev Bell, maybe they try to get him. It, it's tough. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out regardless. Uh, any other names, though, Alex, that you want to bring up? Free agents, team situations, maybe some hot takes you want to throw out there last minute? I mean, one last take for Derrick Henry would be Washington. We talked about um, AP and Chris Thompson potentially leaving town. They're unrestricted free agents. We, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen with the health of Darius Geis. So maybe with Ron Rivera there, Riverboat Ron, he throws one last gamble out at Derrick Henry and says like, hey, come in and help my boy Haskins. He needs all the help he can get. Um, yeah. And maybe we see some life out of the Redskins this year. I think that would be fun. Uh, we saw them really commit to the run last season. I know it was Bill Callahan who had a very run-heavy approach to his offensive scheme, but they proved they can do it with the pieces they have there. So that's something that I think would be really, really interesting. Um, and for me, one name I want to bring up, we've mentioned him a couple times, but it's Gus Edwards. And this is a guy who is looked at as nothing but a backup in Baltimore, but he's actually ran for over 700 yards in both his rookie and sophomore season after being an undrafted um, rookie back uh, in 2018. So Gus Edwards has been very effective. I know the run scheme up in Baltimore is awesome, but he's a guy where if he landed on a team like the Buffalo Bills, um, or, or the Houston Texans or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, some of these teams we've mentioned that need a guy that could come in and maybe get close to 200 carries on the season. I think he's a name that could have a really good year. So keep an eye out for Gus Edwards. I think he's kind of being slept on, and he's a pretty talented back. He doesn't offer a lot in, in the agility category, but he's a guy who gets north and south. He's a power runner. Um, he's able to find the hole and get an effective, you know, four to five yards per carry. So uh, I think Gus Edwards is a name that's kind of being slept on that people need to keep an eye out because he could actually help some teams next season. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know, if I'm if I'm the Ravens, I'm re-signing him and I'm making him my guy with uh, Mark Ingram, you know, kind of entering that maturity phase. There's a couple interesting, actually a lot of interesting names in terms of, uh, of this draft. And, you know, we could we could talk over a couple of those, but I think we've we've hit the nail on the head for the most part here. DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Zach Moss, Cam Akers. These are all names that we could be hearing. Uh, for the next season and maybe many years after that. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening and watching. As always, you can find all of our player highlights, film breakdowns, and more content on our YouTube channel. That's Double Move Sports on YouTube. We've been blowing up on the Instagram game, putting a lot of good content on there. Uh, clips, highlights, stats, you name it. Really good content. And then on Twitter, that's where we're you know dropping all those hot stat nuggets. Um, still some of the same content in terms of the highlights and clips. We're just it's a, it's a fun time right now. And I think as we we move into this draft season and then uh, uh, you know I should say NFL draft season and then pre fantasy draft season, there's gonna be a lot of fun topics to talk about. But thank you all again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.